Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Craig Ellum joins us. Very good morning, Craig. So the spectre of negative interest rates raises its head yesterday. For the first time, bond investors had to pay to lend money to the UK government, which is uh, a turnaround. And also Andrew Bailey, the governor of the Bank of England, actually said, didn't he, that they are actively considering or actively looking at it. I think there's a few things we have to consider here. One is why would anyone um, pay someone to borrow their money? And that's the environment that we now exist in. It's an environment that many governments around the world have existed in actually for a number of years since the global financial crisis. Ever since central banks started buying bonds with the quantitative easing program, they've effectively created guaranteed demand for investors. So therefore, you've got some enormous buyers in the form of these central banks from the Federal Reserve's perspective. They've got a balance sheet now that uh, that's well into the trillions of dollars. The Bank of England, obviously, more than £600 billion. Then you add to that uh, the, the prospect of negative interest rates, which I still don't believe the Bank of England will do, but at 0.1% currently, it's a very real prospect. Then it's no surprise that investors see demand on the horizon. They're not necessarily looking for the yield return. That's not as important anymore. The importance is the fact that the Bank of England could increase its bond buying program, increase demand, and that interest rates could potentially go negative. So it's more of a gamble on both of those scenarios, really. So you're looking for more of a capital return because when yields go further into negative territory and drop further, that means the price of the underlying assets is rising. And, and it's that type of return that it looks, it appears that investors are gambling on. And it's a great conundrum for the British government to have because like many other governments in Germany uh, and others across Europe and also Japan, at a time when you're having to borrow record amounts of money, the prospect of negative yield will make that process much, much easier. So just just run, run that past us again. So what you're actually saying is it's not just investors thinking we've got to go somewhere where it's safe and then we need to pay to park our money. They might see a return later on. How does that work? It, most people associate a yield with how much you get as a coupon once once a year or once a, a couple of times a year, depending on what it is that you're buying. But actually, the real yield takes into consideration the price that you paid for a bond, the the amount you'll re- receive on maturity, and all the coupons in between. So, say if you buy a bond now and you pay £105 for that bond, you may then get £4 worth of uh, coupons over the course of the next three years, or £3 worth of coupons over the next three years, and then you may receive £100 at the end of it. So, your actual return appears negative. But if you think the price of that bond in the interim is going to move from £105 to £110 or £115 because of this quantitative easing program, then you could effectively sell that bond at some point over the course of the next three years and realise a positive return, even if the real yield appears negative um, because the real yield actually uh, accounts for you holding that bond up until maturity, which you may not do, whereas the Bank of England, for example, may actually uh, do that. So when what this effectively does is... It <clears throat> It stokes real demand at a time when prior to the global financial crisis, that real demand may not have existed. There are other reasons why uh, some of these funds will hold um, bonds as well. Like you say, you've alluded to the safe haven aspect of this as well. Um, uh, and there's other reasons why why many of these may hold uh, these negative yielding bonds as well, even if it doesn't go uh, in line with what you would regard as common sense. Hedging is often cited as a reason. Um but I think that the, one of the key reasons is that fact that you can actually achieve a positive real return if you are expecting uh, further interest rate cuts, more bond buying, and therefore more demand. Okay, fine. Thanks for that. Um, now, just 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 
just before you go, um, let, let's talk, if we can, about the new working life. And uh, a number of city companies are saying they don't need their traders necessarily to go straight back to work. You've got a feeling that you won't in lots of ways. Do you feel that feeling will catch on? Has it already caught on? Are people, because actually people are, according to some reports, actually working longer hours at home, aren't they? Yeah, and that, that's a really difficult thing to uh, almost overcome. Uh, the the access to uh, your work has, has almost made it more difficult to pull yourself away from it. Uh, removing the commute means that you've got extra time effectively to work um, uh, at the computer. There's obviously going to be differences of opinion. There's plenty of people I speak to who are desperate to go back to work. Uh, maybe the working from home environment doesn't work for them from a job perspective. Maybe being too close to family, having the, your work and personal life too closely integrated isn't something that's actually um, desirable. But as I've said before, th that it, this has never been a case of completely replacing the office when with regards to how people may change going forward. It's a case of flexibility and opportunity. And uh, I think that's going to be the key difference is that now that these measures are in place, but also now that companies have been forced to try and measure the output of their staff based purely uh, on what they're actually producing as opposed to uh, simply uh, how many hours they're spending in the office and what you can see face to face. I think that's going to only encourage people to allow uh, to work from home. And I think that's going to be the biggest shift uh, that we're going to see here. But also in the near term, it means that people aren't forced to go back to work. It's very much, I think, in many cases going to be a, a matter of choice. Um, obviously, okay. some people aren't so fortunate, but I think there is going to be plenty of people who are going to have that opportunity. Okay, Craig, thank you very much indeed. This is a Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Mm -hmm.